Welcome to Bids and Proposals for Dummies, Short Episodes, Big Wins, a podcast inspired by the book written by APMP Fellows, Charlie Devine and Neil Cobb. Each episode gives you bite-sized expert tips to help you navigate the complexities of bid and proposal writing and provides industry best practices on winning business. In this episode, we'll cover the different types of proposals, including reactive and proactive ones, the importance of understanding requests like RFI, RFQ, and RFP, compliance and responsiveness in winning RFPs, pre-qualification forms, and the benefits of proactive proposals in solving customer problems and building relationships. So today we're going to talk about different types of proposals. Specifically, we're going to dive into reactive proposals and proactive proposals and discuss how to respond to a request for proposal, RFP. Let's start with reactive proposals. These are the kind of proposals that most mid to large size businesses use to acquire new products and services. Essentially, the customer knows exactly what they want and formally asks suppliers to deliver on those requirements. The goal here is to react and respond to the customer's topics and specifications rather than prescribing your own solution. On the other hand, proactive proposals can work for any size of business, but they are more suitable for mid-size and smaller companies. With proactive proposals, bidders write them on their own initiative without any guarantees of success. It's about taking the initiative and putting yourself out there without waiting for a formal request from the customer. Now let's talk about responding to an RFP. When a prospective buyer formally requests solutions from you and other bidders, you write a solicited proposal. This type of proposal is also known as a reactive proposal because you have to react and respond to the customer's topics and specifications. The key here is to be out in front of the request, collaborating with the customer so you know when a problem is about to reach a breaking point. The goal is not to be scrambling to pull together a response under pressure. To win this type of bid, you need to know as much as possible about the customer and the specific opportunity before your competitors do. This means gathering information and being proactive in understanding the customer's needs. Remember, the RFP sets the rules, so you have to abide by them if you want to win the business. Now, let's explore the different types of customer requests, such as RFIs, RFQs, and RFPs. A request for information, RFI, is when the customer has a general idea of what they need, but is looking for potential solutions from qualified suppliers. It's an initial step to gather information about available solutions and potential suppliers in the market. Whereas a request for quote, RFQ, is when the customer knows exactly what they want, but seeks detailed information on how a supplier would deliver the solution and how much it would cost. This is all about obtaining competitive price quotes and delivery details. Finally, a request for proposal, RFP, or invitation to tender, ITT, is when the customer has a problem or need, but doesn't know how to solve it. They issue an RFP, or ITT, 
which provides detailed information about the problem or need and invites suppliers to propose solutions. RFPs and ITTs are used to solicit comprehensive proposals from qualified suppliers, giving them the flexibility to design solutions that meet the customer's requirements. Now, let's talk about compliance and responsiveness in responding to an RFP. Compliance is essential to winning an RFP. Your proposal must meet the customer's specific requirements, follow all submission instructions precisely, and provide direct answers to their questions. It's important to thoroughly read the entire RFP, including any statements or hints of need, and build your proposal to clearly address every requirement. Responsiveness goes a step further by addressing the customer's overarching goals, underlying concerns, and unspoken values. It's about demonstrating a deep understanding of their objectives and a commitment to delivering value beyond the basic RFP specifications. This includes understanding and addressing both stated and implied customer needs, describing the benefits the customer will gain from your solution, pricing your proposal within their budget, and adapting your response to match their communication style. Now let's dive into the world of Q and A style RFPs and the challenges that come with responding to them. These types of proposals consist of a series of questions that must be answered in the order they are presented. It's crucial to stick to this structure to avoid missing out on potential business opportunities. Deviating from the order can be a costly mistake. So how can we tackle these challenges effectively? Well, it all starts with developing a clear win strategy. This involves crafting a succinct overall solution statement, identifying key win themes, understanding customer hot buttons, conducting a SWOT analysis, and pinpointing key discriminators. A solid win strategy sets the foundation for a successful response. Early preparation is also key. Engaging in meaningful dialogues with customers before the RFP is released can give us a better understanding of their needs and allow us to strategically plan ahead. By being proactive, we position ourselves for success. When it comes to answering the actual questions, it's important to classify them based on importance and difficulty. We suggest starting with the easier questions to maximize efficiency. As for those challenging questions, we recommend approaching them systematically. Ensure compliance with customer requirements, highlight key differentiators, understand the customer's needs, and provide strong evidence of our capabilities. But it doesn't stop there. To create a compelling proposal narrative, we need to transform our detailed answers into a coherent story. This involves developing an outline, adhering to the RFP structure, incorporating visuals, and keeping the content concise. This way, we can grab the attention of reviewers and make their evaluation process smoother. We mustn't forget the importance of directly addressing each question. The first sentence of every response should directly answer the question at hand. This prioritizes clarity and brevity, making it easier for reviewers to assess our proposal. Now, let's explore some key learnings. 
Time plays a critical role in our RFP responses. Starting early and utilizing previous work can give us a competitive advantage. Understanding our customers' needs and hot buttons is vital in creating winning responses. Effective collaboration within our proposal team, including subject matter experts, is crucial when tackling challenging questions. Prioritizing important questions and allocating more time and resources to them is a strategic approach to improve our chances of success. To make our lives easier and ensure consistency, we should maintain an archive of strategy documents, templates, and pre-approved content for frequent Q and A-style RFPs. Let's save time and deliver consistent quality. A clear and concise response to every question is always a must. Ensuring that the first sentence directly addresses the inquiry helps reviewers evaluate our proposal efficiently. We should also focus on visuals, bullet points, and notes when developing our proposal outline to maintain organization and clarity. And don't forget to start outlining our response as soon as possible and share it with our response team promptly. Moving on, let's shift gears and talk about proactive proposals. Unlike Q and A style RFPs, proactive proposals arise from our own initiative, not in response to a request. They come with no guarantees that the recipient will even read them. So, why should we bother? Proactive proposals often stem from discussions with potential customers about unmet needs or unresolved problems. Picture this. You or your sales representative have a conversation with a customer, and together, you identify a problem. This sparks the idea for a proactive proposal. These proposals are gold because they present an early opportunity to solve a problem before anyone else does. Now, here are some essential tips when crafting proactive proposals. Building them using a consistent schema or blueprint ensures that we can replicate the process for every opportunity and customer. This not only convinces customers, but also helps us build long-term relationships. Proactive proposals can take various forms, such as white papers, analytical studies, feasibility reports, or advisories. They share similarities with sales proposals, executive briefings, and letter proposals found in RFPs. What makes proactive proposals truly successful? Having a concerned or invested audience plays a vital role. When decision-makers or influencers within the customer's organization express interest in our proposal, they can become our sponsors. Confirming the customer's hot buttons and addressing them in the proposal, especially with decision-makers and influencers, is crucial. We need to understand what drives them to make a purchase and reflect that in our proposal. For these proactive proposals to thrive, the value of obtaining a prompt solution needs to outweigh the cost of exploring other options through competitive bids. Smaller companies often have more flexible purchasing guidelines, making awards without competition more feasible. Proactive proposals also serve as a long-term sales strategy with several benefits. 
They allow us to build relationships with key decision-makers within the customer's organization, showcase our problem-solving capabilities, and demonstrate our deep understanding of their business. In this episode, we discuss the two major types of proposals, reactive and proactive, as well as the different types of requests, such as RFI, RFQ, and RFP. We also emphasize the importance of compliance, responsiveness, and addressing customer needs in winning RFPs, as well as the benefits of proactive proposals in building relationships and increasing success rates. Thank you for joining us today on Book for Dummies, where we have explored an array of valuable insights and knowledge, and we can't wait to have you back with us for our next episode. Don't forget to subscribe!